Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Google Assistant finally gets a generative AI glow up. Google is adding AI capabilities from its chatbot Bard to the humble Google Assistant, allowing the virtual helper to make sense of images and draw on data in documents and emails. By Will Knight and Lauren Good. Google went big when it launched its generative AI fight back against OpenAI's ChatGPT in May. The company added AI text generation to its signature search engine, showed off an AI-customized version of the Android operating system, and offered up its own chatbot Bard. But one Google product didn't get a generative AI infusion, Google Assistant, the company's answer to Siri and Alexa. Today, at its Pixel hardware event in New York, Google Assistant at last got its upgrade for the ChatGPT era. Sissy Shao, Google's vice president and general manager of Google Assistant, revealed a new version of the AI helper that is a mashup of Google Assistant and Bard. Xiao says Google envisions this new multimodal assistant to be a tool that goes beyond just voice queries, including by also making sense of images. It can handle big tasks and small tasks from your to-do list, everything from planning a new trip to summarizing your inbox to writing a fun social media caption for a picture, she said in an interview with Wired earlier this week. The new generative AI experience is so early in its rollout that Xiao said it didn't even qualify as an app yet. When asked for more information about how it might appear on someone's phone, company representatives were generally unclear on what final form it might take. Did Google rush out the announcement to coincide with its hardware event? Quite possibly. Whatever container it appears in, the Bardified Google Assistant will use generative AI to process text, voice, or image queries and respond accordingly in either text or voice. It's limited to approved users for an unknown period of time, will run on mobile only, not smart speakers, and will require users to opt in. On Android, it may operate as either a full-screen app or as an overlay, similar to how Google Assistant runs today. On iOS, it will likely live within one of Google's apps. The Google Assistant's generative glow-up comes on the heels of Amazon's Alexa getting more conversational, and OpenAI's chatbot also going multimodal, becoming able to respond using a synthetic voice and describe the content of images shared with the app. One capability apparently unique to Google's upgraded assistant is an ability to converse about the web page a user is visiting on their phone. 
For Google in particular, the introduction of generative AI to its virtual assistant raises questions around how quickly the search giant will start using large language models across more of its products. That could fundamentally change how some of them work and how Google monetizes them. Google has spent the past several years touting the capabilities of its Google Assistant, which was first introduced to smartphones in 2016, and the past several months touting the capabilities of Bard, which the company has positioned as a kind of chatty, AI-powered collaborator. So what does combining them within the existing Assistant app actually do? Xiao said the move combines the Assistant's personalized help with the reasoning and generative capabilities of Bard. One example, because of the way Bard now works within Google's productivity apps, it can help find and summarize emails and answer questions about work documents. Those same functions would now theoretically be accessed through Google Assistant. You could request information about your docs or emails using voice and have those summaries read aloud to you. Its new connection with Bard also gives the Google Assistant new powers to make sense of images. Google already has an image recognition tool, Google Lens, that can be accessed through the Google Assistant or the all-encompassing Google app. But if you capture a photo of a painting or a pair of sneakers and feed it to Lens, Lens will either identify the painting or try to sell you the sneakers by showing you links to buy them and leave it at that. The Bardified version of the Assistant, on the other hand, will understand the content of the photo you've shared with it, Xiao claims. In the future, that could allow deep integration with other Google products. Say you're scrolling through Instagram and you see a picture of a beautiful hotel. You should be able to one-button press Open Assistant and ask, show me more information about this hotel and tell me if it's available on my birthday weekend, she says. And it should be able to not only figure out which hotel it is, but actually go check Google Hotels for availability. A similar workflow could make the new Google Assistant into a powerful shopping tool if it could connect products and images with online stores. Xiao said Google hasn't yet integrated commercial product listings into Bard results, but didn't deny that might be coming in the future. If users really want that, if they're looking to buy things through Bard, that's something we can look into, she said. We need to look at how people want to shop with Bard and really explore that and build that into the product. Although Xiao framed this as something users might want, it could also provide new opportunities for Google's ad business. When Google first announced Assistant in 2016, AI's language skills were a lot less advanced. The complexity and ambiguity of language made it impossible for computers to respond usefully to more than simple commands, and even those it sometimes fumbled. The emergence of large language models over the past few years, powerful machine learning models trained on oodles of text from books, the web, and other sources, has brought about a revolution in AI's ability to handle written and spoken language. The same advances that allow ChatGPT to respond impressively to handle complex queries make it possible for voice assistants to engage in more natural dialogues. David Ferrucci, CEO of AI company Elemental Cognition and previously the lead on IBM's Watson project, says language models have removed a great deal of the complexity from building useful assistants. Parsing complex commands previously required a huge amount of hand coding to cover the different variations of language, and the final systems were often annoyingly brittle and prone to failure. Large language models give you a huge lift, he says. Ferrucci says, however, that because language models are not well suited to providing precise and reliable information, making a voice assistant truly useful will still require a lot of careful engineering. More capable and lifelike voice assistants could perhaps have subtle effects on users, 
The huge popularity of ChatGPT has been accompanied by confusion over the nature of the technology behind it, as well as its limits. Lotahare Eslami, an assistant professor at Carnegie Mellon University who studies users' interactions with AI helpers, says large language models may alter the way people perceive their devices. The striking confidence exhibited by chatbots such as ChatGPT causes people to trust them more than they should, she says. People may also be more likely to anthropomorphize a fluent agent that has a voice, Eslami says, which could further muddy their understanding of what the technology can and can't do. It is also important to ensure that all of the algorithms used do not propagate harmful biases about race, which can happen in subtle ways with voice assistance. I'm a fan of the technology, but it comes with limitations and challenges, as Lamy says. Tom Gruber, the co-founder of Siri, the startup that Apple acquired in 2010 for its voice assistant technology of the same name, expects large language models to produce significant leaps in voice assistance capabilities in coming years, but says they may also introduce new flaws. The biggest risk and the biggest opportunity is personalization based on personal data, Gruber says. An assistant with access to a user's emails, Slack messages, voice calls, web browsing, and other data could potentially help recall useful information or unearth valuable insights, especially if a user can engage in a natural back-and-forth conversation. But this kind of personalization would also create a potentially vulnerable new repository of sensitive private data. It's inevitable that we're going to build a personal assistant that will be your personal memory, that can track everything you've experienced and augment your cognition, Gruber says. Apple and Google are the two trusted platforms, and they could do this, but they have to make some pretty strong guarantees. Xiao says her team is certainly thinking about ways to advance assistant further with help from BARD and generative AI. This could include using personal information, such as the conversations in a user's Gmail, to make responses to queries more individualized. Another possibility is for assistant to take on tasks on behalf of a user, like making a restaurant reservation or booking a flight. Xiao stresses, however, that work on such features has yet to begin. She says it will take a while for a virtual assistant to be ready to perform complex tasks on a user's behalf and wield their credit card. Maybe in a certain number of years, this technology has become so advanced and so trustworthy that yes, people will be willing to do that. But we would have to test and learn our way forward, she says. Thanks for listening to Wired. I'm Zeke Robison, and for more stories just like this one, visit us at Wired.com. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at Wired.com business. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.